Hello, welcome to the Sheepsville Podcast, episode 9. I am Mark, and I am doing fantastically well today. I hope you are too. I don't know why I'm talking like this, like I'm advertising some weird fucking product. But no, hiya. Uh, this is a... Almost ten episodes we've done of this shit. Episode nine next week will be the tenth anniversary, if you want to call it that. So, uh, yeah, I don't even I don't even know how I managed to do this many episodes because I don't know how I've managed to have this so much to fucking talk about. And let's exclude last week because last week I was fucking struggling, Albion. Uh. But yeah, uh, I've noticed a, a few plays been going on with a few few new listeners and shit. So thanks to anybody who's paying attention and uh, actually putting up with my bullshit. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 going. I'm enjoying it. This this is good. Hopefully, hopefully it's still just the start. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to fucking bore you again with another fucking mental intro. I'm supposed to be keeping these intros brief. So as not to take up too much time from the actual stuff I want to talk about. So I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Uh, it was a return of the of European football over the past week. Uh, Champions League, Europa League. We got the second legs of the the games that were still to be, the ties that were still to be decided. They were played at uh, at the grounds that were supposed to be played at, because uh, only which is only natural because the the home team had the advantage in the first leg. So. Why shouldn't the opposing team have the advantage in the reverse fixture? It's only fair. So we got the second legs of uh, the Real Madrid, Man City, Juventus and Lyon, uh, Chelsea, Bayern Munich, and Barcelona and Napoli in the Champions League. And... uh, Apart from the Juventus one, it all pretty much went the way you would think. Considering the way teams had been playing throughout the season. Man City beat Real Madrid. Most people had that down as a foregone conclusion. Uh, Barcelona beat Napoli. Hmm... Not so much of a foregone conclusion, but on paper you'd think, yeah, Barcelona should probably beat Napoli because as, as crap as Barcelona have been this season, Napoli have been a bit worse. Um, Bayern Munich obviously beat Chelsea because A, Chelsea are shit and B, Bayern Munich are brilliant. So, kind of goes without saying. 7-1 on aggregate as well. 3-0 at Stamford Bridge and 4-1 in Munich. Uh, 
It was a fucking arse raping. But then the big shock came in the Juventus and Leon game. Where uh, Leon were 1 0 up from the uh, first leg in France. And uh, going into Turin against Juventus, the team that had won the, the Italian league at a canter again for the ninth time in a row, um, boasting the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo uh, and Gonzalo Higuain and Rabio and Chiellini and players of that ilk. Uh, you thought that Juventus would blow them away, really. Um, but it didn't happen. Leon went 1-0 up. So they got the, the, the away goal that would prove crucial. And then Ronaldo tried his best to rescue things for Juventus. Um, his second goal, to be fair, was a quality strike. Like the the keeper the keeper got a hand to it, but there was no stopping that from going into the net. It was a, it was a really sweet strike of the ball. But his first goal was typical Ronaldo or Penaldo as they call him because he always scores fucking penalties. Um, but they all count, and unfortunately for Juventus, Leon's away goal counted for a lot more because even though Juventus won two one on the night. Leon go through because it's two all in aggregate and they scored more goals in Juventus' stadium than what they did in Leon's stadium. So, uh, so yeah. It's bye-bye Ronaldo. Good riddance to the fucking greasy prick anyway. Don't get me wrong. His, his stats and his figures and everything like that are fucking amazing, but the guy's a greasy fucking wank piece. I can't fucking stand him. Uh, so yeah, we got those out of the way. There's not really much else to report on those games, really. Um, that was the only real talking point. Uh, but then we got... Uh, I'm not going to bother with the Europa League because... The Europa League's took a bit of a hit because Arsenal aren't in it. Um, so now that Arsenal are out, nobody really gives a fuck about it. Um, although what I will say is that Wolves versus Sevilla game was fucking brilliant. Like everybody will look at that and go like, oh, it was only 1-0 with an 88th minute goal. But if anybody who watched that game, if you're a true football fan, you would have enjoyed that game. Because even though it was there was no goals for almost 90 minutes, it was both teams were just so good to watch. But, it was, but the thing is as well is that if you're a purist, it's like you got the best of both worlds. There was good attacking play, there was good midfield play, and there was good defensive play on both sides. So like the quality was so high that it took something really well constructed to break the deadlock because both teams were so well matched and both teams played with such a high quality. It was it was a fascinating game. Um 
But well done to Sevilla. They um over I think over the course of the ninety minutes they probably deserved to go through. Um although things would have been different if uh, Raul Jimenez had scored the the penalty in the first inside the first ten minutes. Uh but he missed it. And uh that gave Sevilla some hope. And then from then on, Sevilla just controlled the game. And uh, Ever Banega in the middle of the park, he was uh, he was in absolutely fantastic form, just pulling the strings and dictating the play, as he so often does and has throughout his career. Just a just a great performance, and well done to both teams for putting on such an entertaining game, even though it was only one nil. Um. So yeah, that's the Europa League at the way, because uh, there's nothing else really to fucking care about. Is fuck Man United and fuck everybody else apart Inter Milan. I'm, I'm I like watching Inter Milan and I hope they win it. But uh, but yeah, fuck Man United and fuck the Europa League this season. Um, so back to the Champions League. After we got the second legs out of the way, we've had the first two of the quarterfinals. First game was between Atalanta and. Paris Saint-Germain and the second game was against uh, was RB Leipzig against Atletico Madrid now I feel fucking sorry for Atalanta because here's a team from a small town in Italy who for the longest time, like for basically most of their fucking history, they've been relegation fodder in the Italian league. Just constantly, every season, just like fighting to avoid the drop. Occasionally finishing maybe upper mid-table or lower mid-table. Uh, but mostly just survival was the, their main priority. Um, and they, they led... Paris Saint-Germain, the, the rich, uh, both in quality and financially, Paris Saint-Germain team for so long. It was 1-0 from like about the, I don't know, was it the 20th minute or maybe slightly before? Uh, all the way up until like the 90th minute or something. When Paris Saint-Germain got a lucky own goal as an equaliser and then you have to say that they got a well worked winner through Eric Maxim Chupomoting who incidentally not long ago was playing for fucking Stoke so he's gone from fucking Stoke to scoring the winner in the Champions League quarter final for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Go figure. But uh, but no, I felt sorry for Atlanta because they they worked so hard and they've they've been punching above their weight in this competition in Italy and just throughout the past couple of seasons, and they deserved better. They deserved better than to be. Shot, cruelly dumped out of a tournament by a team who 
whose star player earns more money than the entire Atalanta team put together. It's fucking crazy. And yet, here they are fucking struggling against Atalanta. A team with fucking next to no money. It just goes to show you how, how, how much things come down to just being a good, well-oiled team. And a tight-knit unit. Rather than just splashing the cash on this player and that player because they've got a good fucking compilation on YouTube or something like that. Because he does the odd rainbow flick now and then. And speaking of Neymar, I have to be honest here, completely objective, Neymar had a very good game against Atalanta. His finishing was fucking terrible. He couldn't hit a fucking car door with a machine gun. But his general play, his skill, his vision, his decision making most of the time were were of really high calibre throughout the game. So credit where it's due. And also... He wasn't a diving little bitch the whole fucking game either, which is a fucking massive change for that prick. Usually he's fucking diving a bit like a Jesse, like he's at the fucking swimming baths, practically coming onto the pitch with his armbands on and his fucking snorkel. But he was drawing fouls, but he wasn't rolling about acting like his knee was blown out by a sniper. Or anything like that. He was he he got on with the game and he did what he does and was nutmegging people. He was dribbling through the whole defense on his own and just the, the kind of stuff you want to see from a player like that. He was doing. He, he, it's like he's finally grown up for once, and he stopped behaving like a fucking child for ninety minutes. It's ref, it was refreshing to see, to be honest. And uh, fair play to him, even if he is earning a fucking ridiculous amount of money. So that was that game, and then uh, last night was Leipzig against Atletico Madrid, and I have to be honest, with Leipzig losing their top goal scorer, Timo Werner, to Chelsea, I worried for them. They do still have some really good players, but I just thought with Atletico Madrid's pedigree, they would really struggle last night. But to be honest, they were the better team by a million miles. Thoroughly deserved the win. Atletico Madrid, I don't know what they were fucking playing at. I understand Atletico Madrid coming out and playing the way that they play against teams they're maybe not as expected to beat. Likes of Barcelona, likes of Real Madrid, likes of Bayern Munich. Those kind of teams. I don't understand them coming out and sitting back and trying to defend um, and soak up pressure against a team that they should be absolutely destroying. 
or maybe not destroying, that's a bit unfair to Leipzig, but a team that they shouldn't really be struggling against. They should they should have had the initiative. They they should have been the ones controlling the play and um and pushing back Leipzig. But for some reason they went out and it was really pragmatic. I know Simeone's got his tactics and they've served him really well, but I just feel like he he didn't need to go so far into the defensive side in that game. There was just no cutting edge about them, no urgency about Atletico Madrid. It's like they, they couldn't be bothered. Until João Felix came on and João Felix kind of energised things a bit and got a bit of uh, impetus into their fucking play. I don't know why he didn't start, to be honest. I know he's young and he's still learning and everything like that. It's like, but you saw the difference he made when he came on. He's like he he's one of their best players. Why wouldn't you start him in the Champions League quarter final? I just don't understand. I think maybe in that sense, Diego Simeone underestimated Leipzig. But um I don't know, Diego Simeone's got some work to do. He's come so close twice already to winning the Champions League with Atletico Madrid. This was a really good chance for him to go and actually jump the final hurdle. And he's fallen at like the third one again. So, uh, yeah, what to do for Atletico Madrid. But congratulations to Leipzig. It's uh, a Champions League semi-final against PSG for them, which is crazy considering I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be Atletico versus Atalanta, but it's the fucking total opposite. But hey ho, that's football, especially with it only being one game, knockout tournament in uh, in Lisbon instead of the two-legged home and away ties. It's a lottery then now, isn't it? One good performance and you're through at the next round. You don't have to back it up with a second on uh, on rival territory. Um, but yeah, speaking of the football, there was that thing in the MLS. Uh, was it FC Dallas? Their, uh, their players and uh, I think they were playing Nashville. Uh, the players took a knee during the national anthem for the Black Lives Matter stuff, and uh, the fans started booing them for kneeling. <laughs> Only in fucking Texas. Texans like these goddamn. You stand for our national anthem. Fuck, my fucking accent is fucking terrible. But, God damn it, I'm a Texan, whether you like it or not. And they should be standing for our national fucking anthem with their hands on their hearts and the tears rolling down their fucking cheeks. Honestly, like, the thing I take away from that is, like, I honestly, I've never understood 
American patriotism. Just the level of it. All this stuff about the flag and fucking the constitution and the fucking this, that and the next thing, the military. And I mean, it's like, oh, they're fucking obsessed with their own country. Don't get me wrong, it's like, I'm proud to be Scottish. I like, I like Scotland, I like our culture and I'm proud to be a part of it. But I don't feel the need to fucking stand with my hand on my heart um, fucking turning on the waterworks and fucking singing Flower of Scotland before every fucking event. You know what I mean? There's no fucking need for that. They don't, I just don't fucking understand them. It's like they, they get so offended when like uh, somebody does something to their fucking flag. It's like, who gives a fuck? It's a fucking flag. Oh, they hate our country. So fuck, man. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking places that hate Scotland, including those cunts down the road. But, who cares? I always refer to a line at the, the end of Sex Pistols um, Anarchy in the UK. I think it's Anarchy in the UK that it's on. Um, where Johnny Rotten at the end, he just says, It's only a fucking country! I've always like resonated with that because like well yeah it is only a country who cares I don't give I don't give a fuck what country you're from it's like it, it annoys me when they they say oh America's the greatest country in the world and everything like that. it's like how well what what's the fucking uh, parameters. How do you gauge how good a country is in terms of what, like, being the best in the world? It's not a fucking competition. It's just life. Life isn't a competition. Just fucking wind your neck in and fucking enjoy yourself. Stop taking everything so fucking seriously, including your own country. And they're not, as well. That's the funny thing about it. The, the, the irony is that in their quest to become, the, to be the greatest country in the world, they're, po they're probably one of the fucking worst. Because they're so fucking annoying and they fuck so much shit up. It's fucking unbelievable. Just trying to fucking, like, acting like they fucking rule the world. No one fucking cares. I don't care. Go fuck yourself, America. Anyway. I don't want to rant about America. I do like America. I went on holiday to Orlando last year. It was fucking amazing. The best place I've ever been to in my fucking life. It's Americans' fucking attitude. That pisses me off. They just think everybody owes them something. Like everybody should just bow down to them because they're America. Fuck you. 
Don't fucking bow down to another fucking country. Because that's the thing, it's like they, they act all proud and everything like that. They act all like fucking, oh, I'm an American and everything like that. It's like, see if you were born in, in Germany. You'd be going about saying Germany is the best country in the world. Well, that is good. We are the greatest country in the world. Fuck America. You know what I mean? Wherever you're born, you think that's the fucking best place. Or wherever you live, you think that's the best place. It's nothing to do with whether it's because it's America. It's because of you. And your fucking weird fucking obsession with trying, we're wanting to be from the best place. Nobody cares. Just fucking drop it. Stop singing the anthem every fucking two minutes. Stop ripping the head off it to the fucking military every two minutes. Just fucking stop it. It's ridiculous. Are you selling cars? We're selling cars. We want to buy your cars. All of them. Give us your vehicles in exchange for peanuts and we'll sell them on for significant profits. What more could you and your family ask for? We'll take it all. Vauxhalls, Nissans, Fiats, Lampos, buses, Hot Wheels, you fucking name it. We'll have it, rip you off and reap the biggest rewards. Join us at SellYourCarForNothing.com and swap your transport for next to bugger all now. I had a thought the other day, I was sitting in work listening to the radio as always, and uh, the new song from fucking Travis came on, and uh, I'm not going to go bother going over what it sounds like because A, I can't remember, and B, it was probably fucking shite, um, but the thought that came into my head when I heard it was uh, when I consider like all of like the songs from Travis that I have heard, I just thought to myself that Travis is nobody's favourite band. I'm quite confident in saying that. That there isn't, besides maybe like the band, any you know, of the band members' mums or something, there's nobody on this planet whose absolute top of the list favourite band of all time is Travis. It's just like, there's nothing exciting about them. Like, I'm not saying, like, if you're into that sort of thing, which I'm not, then they're alright, they're decent. Like they're, they're they're chill. Like like you don't um it's something to put on and then just sort of quite relaxing music. In some cases, depressing. You know, like it's not it's not something you'd ever put on to be like, oh, you fucker. Listen to this banger. You know what I mean? Why would it always rain on me? 
You know what I mean? It's just fucking as dreary. It's uh, it's just not interesting. It's solid. Like it's not absolutely fucking shocking. But I just I just find it hard to believe that somebody could be so into that kind of stuff to call Travis as Travis their fucking favourite band of all time. And you consider all the bands that exist in the world and all the different types of music that exist. Why would that be your fucking favourite? And if it is if you are that person whose favourite band is Travis, then have a fucking word with yourself. I'm going to guess that like that Travis is the only band you've ever listened to in your entire life. If you think that's it, if you think that kind of music's fucking worthy of being top of your list, then you need to listen to some air fucking music. I listened to the new song from Blink One Eighty Two. That came out recently. Called Quarantine. Appropriate. About like everybody. Every artist will have a song about Covid. About the whole pandemic thing. They called theirs Quarantine. Uh, somebody's probably called theirs Covid. Coronavirus. Pandemic. Disease, all that kind of lingo, lockdown, new normal, all the buzzwords that have come out of the 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 outbreak. There's another word. They just take take one of those buzzwords and slap it into a fucking song title, and that's going to be pretty much like the vast majority of singles. Over the next year or something. But the new Blink one's good. I've been quite sort of like... Not enamoured with like Blink-182's recent stuff. Um, Most people, like the popular thing to say is that ever since Tom left, but... uh, when he left the first time, yeah, that totally, pretty much ruined Blink-182 as we knew them. Um, they'd already started going in a slightly different direction in terms of sound, but it, in a weird way it kind of felt organic, it kind of felt like it was meant to happen that way. Whereas when Tom left and then went and did Angels and Airwaves and all that fucking alien pish, um... When he came back, it was like all that Angels and Airwaves stuff and experimental shit was infused into Blink-182 and it just seemed forced. It wasn't, it didn't feel as organic and as natural as it did before. Um, And it resulted in a not very good album, Neighbourhoods. And then Tom left again. To go and 
look for aliens again. And he's, he's actually working for the fucking government now, which is crazy. I was speaking to my mate about this the other day. But like how the guy who fucking used to stand on stage and talk about fucking joke about incest and necrophilia and bestiality and shit like that is actually working for the government and is leading the search for fucking alien life. That's absolutely mental. Because every time he, every time like you see something, as he comes out and he says something serious about uh, UFOs, you just think of him talking about fucking boners and fucking dogs and shit like that. But uh, but no, the new song with uh, the the quarantine song was fucking it's a, it's, a, it's a good tune. Back to the punk rock roots. What's what what's what I want to hear? Fast, loud, punk rock, catchy, catchy melodies. What more can you want? I've always been a fan of skate punk. That's the term that I like because I ha- I hate the term pop punk now because pop punk has gotten so fucking soft. Like the even the, the term pop punk in itself sounds soft, like because it's not punk rock, is it? It's not, or it's not fucking hardcore punk or something like that. It's like they those are quite harsh, aggressive, like terms. Pop punk does sound soft by comparison, but pop punk used to be in the nineties anyway. Then the the nineties and the early two thousands, it was quite, it was still quite heavy. In a way, like like the guitars were still really dirty, the vocals were still slightly off, um, the drums were still fast, um, everything was just stripped back and just really loud and energetic, whereas pop punk nowadays is also polished and overly produced, um, all the singers sound the same, they're so fucking whiny, it's unbelievable. I want cheese on my pizza. You know what fucking all that pish is singing about the same fucking things. It's just not. It's not what I like about pop punk. What it is now. That's why I like. If that's pop punk, then I like to call Blink One Eight Two, Green Day, The Offspring. Alkaline Trio, bands like that, no effects. I like to call them skate punk. Because that's what that's what got you into them. It was like it was all part of the skateboarding scene. Um I used to skateboard, I was absolutely fucking terrible at it. Um I fucking struggled to do an Ollie. Never mind fucking kick flips and pop shovets and manuals and shit like that. Uh but it was the more the the lifestyle and the culture that I liked. I liked wearing the clothes, I liked uh, the people, uh, and I liked the music. And uh, that's why I call it skate punk, because it was skateboarding that got me into that style of music. Um, but I've been, I've been, I've went back to that, like, recently, just listening to all the old bands I used to listen to and stuff, and 
it's, it's still, it still gets me, you know, I still, I still feel it, like, I still feel the love for it, like, I like listening to the old Offspring tracks, and, not the singles, like, like I, was, I, I spoke about this on my Facebook, like, the singles, like, uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, everybody knows that song, and then you've got the others, like, Original Prankster, and shit like that, um, I'm talking about, like, the, the album tracks, like, the tracks that, like, people aren't as familiar with, like, uh, Staring at the Sun, uh, All I Want, Have You Ever, all that, all that shit, it's fuck, they're fucking still banging to this day, um, I've always been a massive Green Day fan, um, particularly the old stuff, the 90s shit, uh, I did like American Idiot and the stuff after that, maybe not their most recent shit, it kind of took a bit of a lull in terms of quality, but uh, 90s Green Day was peak Green Day, and it always will be, because it was just proper punk, like punk rock kind of stuff, and that's the kind of stuff that I liked, um, as the same with Blink-182, Blink-182, the original, uh, Mark, Tom and Travis, um, through the, the Enema of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, Untitled Era, Blink-182, is uh, the greatest Blink-182 version. Um, and Alkaline Trio is another one. Like They, they kind of slip under the radar a bit. They're not as big as the other bands. Um, but I think they deserve a bit more credit because there's a bit more depth to their music. And especially lyrically, Matt Skiba is an unbelievable fucking lyricist. Um, he writes poetry and stuff as well, so it's kind of to be expected. But um, I've actually got an Alkaline Trio tattoo as well. That's how much I like that band. Um, but yeah, getting back into skate punk has been fun. Um, I'm enjoying listening to it again for the first time in a while. I'm worried about the future. What's going to happen post-coronavirus and post-Brexit? Will I still be able to pay my bills? Or will our economy finally snuff it like an asthmatic granny in an overpopulated care home? What am I going to do? Try Superside, your one-stop shop for taking your own life. We've got lethal cocktails, high durability nooses, and even travel packages to a Swiss clinic. Don't let the world get you down. End it all with Superside. I've been playing uh, that new Fall Guys game recently. Well, I say I've been playing it. I think I've played it one night. And the rest of the time I've just been watching the loading screens. Because the servers have been fucking minging. I'm still convinced that like it's just some fucking guy in his bed sit. 
and the server's basically going through his fucking laptop. That's pretty much what the server is. Just one guy's fucking... Apple fucking Mac laptop or some push like that. But, uh After all the hype about it, it's, uh I don't think it's that great. I mean, it's, it's not the worst game ever. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna go that far with it. But... It's clearly a fucking a trendy thing. Like it's new and it's uh I think people are just going for like the whole like how multiplayer it is. Cause there's like a maximum of like sixty people in each fucking uh game. Uh but you're only allowed a maximum of four friends. Like, you and three other people. They need to fucking... Like, if they, if they want to get the most out of it, then they need to change that. You should be allowed more than that. More, um... Or even... Even make it, like, sort of... So you get private lobbies. You could just play the game between you and your friends. Rather than having to play against other people. That might improve it a little bit. But, uh But, no, it's alright. It's like... It's basically, it's like Takeshi's Castle. It's like just like an obstacle course type thing. Uh, Takeshi's Castle, Total Wipeout, or uh, that fucking floor is lava that I, was, that I talked about in a, pre- in a previous episode. Um, that's basically what it is. It's just start here, try to make it here. Although there is other games as well. There's games that involve like sort of the kind of like football kind of games uh, where you get put on one team and then there's another team and you've got to score more goals um, there's one where you've got to get the balls uh, into your corner of the the field and you have to get more in your corner than everybody else has got in their corners, all that kind of pish it's just basically a bunch of mini games and some of them are like obstacle courses um, and you do like five rounds and the fifth round is the final and people, certain amount of people get eliminated after each round because only so many in each round can qualify for the next one. So the ones who don't qualify, they get eliminated and then it just thins out up until the final and then there's maybe about seven or eight of you or something left. And then whoever wins that one wins the game. Uh, but, um, look, like for, for a fucking laugh and uh, just like, a, a piss take, it's it's fine. Um, but I find it like I, I can't be on it for too long because A, it gets frustrating as fuck with people just fucking shoving you off the sides and your guy not fucking jumping properly um, because he's a wobbling fucking egg-like freak. Um, it just looks like fucking flubber. Especially if you're green. Um, yeah, so it gets frustrating and it gets boring. Because like, they, they'll probably, I think, there's something to do like, in a couple of months or something like that. They're meant to be adding another, they're doing an, a next season where they add more like modes and shit like that. Which I think that'll be better because 
you're stuck with the same like sort of few modes just now and um once you've played them over a few times it gets really fucking boring and you need a break from it. Um but for a wee laugh at like with your friends it's 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 decent enough. Um and they seem to have sorted out the servers a wee bit now. Um they said like they they said they didn't really fucking expect the amount of people they got. Which I find hard to believe because you've created a game where you're allowed sixty people in one one room. How could you not expect that there was going to be a lot of people on it? And it's free as well. Of course, like people that like to multiplayer and stuff like that are going to be on it. They're going to download a free game just to see what it's like. And if you're allowing 60 people in the one game, then of course it's going to be crowded and the servers are going to be fucking overworked. So I'm not really buying that excuse, but at least they've, uh, they've acknowledged it and they've sorted it um, f- reasonably quickly. Um, but no, I'll uh, I'll play a bit more of it and I'll reserve my judgments. But um, my first impressions is it's it's all right. It's it's nothing. It's nothing spectacular. Nothing special. It's just a a, a good wee laugh. A good wee time killer. But I tell you, I tell you something. I'd rather play that than play fucking FIFA this year. This will be the first year in like, I don't know, probably about ten or something. Where I've not, I'm not going to be buying FIFA. I've reached my breaking point with EA, Electronic Arts. When it comes to their fucking daft fucking idea of what football is. They've got no fucking. I don't think anybody at EA has ever watched a football game. And don't get me wrong, the offline modes are kind are fine. I mean, I've got I've got me my, my issues. Um, but if you if you want to play a game online, don't play FIFA. Because um, the fucking the physics, the AI, um, and just the other players that you're up against on FIFA, it just makes it it just sucks all the fun out of it. They're just a total enjoyment vacuum. That fucking company. Encouraging you to buy their shitty little fucking FIFA points so you could win on Ultimate Team. Bringing out card after card after card of the same fucking player with different stats. Some boy, he's rated 68 or something like that. He's got about 42 pace. They bring out this fucking... I don't know, this fucking platinum card or something like that where he's, his rating goes up to fucking 97 and all of a sudden he's the fucking fastest player on the fucking game it doesn't make fucking sense just because he had a good couple of games in real life it just gives me the fucking bulk honestly and I've actually paid for the FIFA points too because I got, I got so fucking annoyed of having 
by comparison to the other fucking pro gamers and the fucking club players on the uh, by comparison to their teams my team was fucking terrible and I got sick of it and I was like I need to match these guys so I started buying the fucking FIFA points and opening packs but my luck with packs is just absolutely non-existent plus these pro gamers that are getting paid to play the game uh like that's their job, is to sit and play fucking FIFA all day every day, um, and fucking tear the head off it on on Twitch every time they score a fucking goal for the halfway line or something, um, and throw their keyboards up in the air when they concede. They like I've got no fucking chance against them. I work. I mean, I've got a normal fucking job. I don't have time to fucking sit and work out all the glitches and all the, the button possible button combinations and fucking uh, how to get the perfect team chemistry and uh, uh, working out like how to get more coins to be able to buy this card and that player's card and fucking this inform and this fucking team of the season card and it's just too much. There's far too much into it and it's totally catered to all these fucking paid to play fucking gamers um, that the casual players are just totally ignored and I'm sick of it and I'm sick of fucking give, giving EA my, mon- my money that I go out and work for to come back and get pumped on their fucking game by somebody that they're giving packs to giving packs to with the coding so that they get a certain player Fucking cunts opening packs and getting Ronaldo and Messi and fucking Lewandowski all in the same fucking pack. I went shite. Then I open a pack and all I get is a fucking couple of rare contracts. It's an absolute fucking farce. So I'm no getting FIFA again. That's 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 it for me with them. I'm pro Evo now. Jump ship. I've crossed the Great Divide. And don't get me wrong, Pro Evo's got its issues. It's not a perfect game by any means. But it makes me rage less than FIFA. It calms me down a bit more. So fuck you, EA. Fuck FIFA. It's fucking Pro Evo out of the way, lads, eh? Stick your FIFA and your fucking FIFA points and your ultimate team and that up your fucking jumper. I'll not be wasting my money on that shit again. Anyway, on that note, uh, time to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Thanks for listening once again. Uh, As always, keep checking out the, the blog and uh, check out the other episodes of the podcast if you've not listened to them already and uh, yeah thanks for the support and uh, I'll catch you guys later bye bye